Welcome back, everybody, to an all-new episode of Creative Currents. I hope uh, together we can let the currents of creativity guide us towards a deeper understanding of the artistic journey. Today, I want to start by talking about the idea of FOMO, the fear of missing out, and why I actually want to embrace that fear, and I, I want to talk about it as not an actual fear itself, but something I've actually grown to appreciate, and what it means to appreciate a fear, I guess. Fears, fears are like important instincts, right? Like I'm super afraid of heights. I guess that keeps me probably from falling. And getting injured. So that's an instinctual benefit of a fear. But how about as an artist? How can the fear help us? Specifically the fear of missing out. And that's what I want to talk about today. So in the mornings, I've gotten myself into a new habit that I'm really proud of. I've gotten myself into the habit of reading a little bit in the morning because I found that, you know, you wake up in the morning, first thing you do, grab your phone, start scrolling. Did you miss anything in the past eight hours that you were asleep? And that can kind of suck you in and that can kind of dictate how your day goes. So I've replaced that with a little bit of reading and I've always struggled with reading. I've struggled on being able to focus on reading, but even just for 15 minutes in the morning, I've actually found it um, really great. But one morning I was reading and you know, the house is just silent and I was eating a hard boiled egg for breakfast, drinking coffee. And as I was eating the hard-boiled egg, you know, I was peeling the egg and tossing out the shells, right? I was just gently letting the shells fall into a pile like you normally would. Nothing so significant or special about that. But... As many of you probably know, and you're listening to this podcast, so I assume you can probably notice that I have a bit of an appreciation for sound. I love sound. It doesn't matter if I'm like walking in nature and there's a, a bird or just the sound of my feet on the brush underneath, or if I'm in a city and this like cacophonous symphony of... Uh, horns honking and music from five blocks away plus uh, you can hear a conversation from a cafe all of that coming together to make one soundscape I've always been fascinated by sound but this particular moment of sitting in silence 
and hearing nothing but the sound of eggshells, a sound that's so gentle, a sound that you probably wouldn't even notice if it wasn't for the moment of silence. That is what got me thinking about the idea and, and the fear of missing out. Because I wouldn't have had that moment when I thought, man, I really love sound. I wouldn't have had that moment of reflection had I not been sitting in silence. The idea that sitting in silence can bring out this appreciation for the love of sound. It's like an ironic thing to think about, but it definitely makes me think. If we never take a moment away from our creative practice, the thing that you love to do, the thing that you love to create, whether you are a painter or a writer, if you put yourself under a certain amount of pressure to always be doing that thing. You never get the chance to feel like you're, you're you never get the chance to miss it, right? Giving yourself the opportunity to miss something I think can drastically change our relationship with our creative practice. Because think about the notion of fear of missing out. That implies some urgency. You're missing out on something, something that's going to be gone tomorrow. But it's not going to be gone. Do you feel like if you do something today, You'll be accomplishing something that you couldn't otherwise accomplish tomorrow. My point there is the urgency only comes from within us, or maybe it came from outside. Maybe we feel some external pressure of urgency in our artistic practice. We need to be creating every day. We need to be making some we need to have some level of productivity every single day. And then suddenly you find yourself not having a ton of fun and not loving this thing. Like I think we all came to our creative practice, our art form of choice. I think we all came to that because we were naturally drawn to the love of it, the love of drawing, the love of creating music, the love of playing an instrument, right? We're drawn to it out of love and then somewhere along the lines it becomes work and you know artistic practice is work make no doubt about that it is work but it, it is meant to be a, a labor of love right doesn't mean it's always easy but we should maintain that love we shouldn't put pressure on ourselves every single day because of some artificial urgency. Uh, maybe the, the rat race of current culture, right? That pressure, create every day, post every day, or somebody will forget about you. 
Instead, maybe we can embrace that fear of missing out and take a moment away from our artistic practice. Why not? We take a moment away from our artistic practice. We give ourselves a chance to miss it. We give ourselves a chance to appreciate it. And when we come back, or at least my experience is, whenever I take a moment away from my creative practice and I come back, I feel energized. I feel inspired because it's given my mind a moment to build up an excitement to get back to it. How can you be excited for something you do every single day? Of course it's possible, but it's never the same as visiting Disneyland once in a while or for the first time, that that excitement that you have, right? If you went to Disneyland every day, no doubt it would still be special and that would be a, a blessed life for sure, but it wouldn't be as special as going once a year, once every five years, whatever it may be. It's not as magical of an experience when it happens every minute, every second, every day, you know? So give yourself a, a chance to miss your creative practice. And that is actually going to tie in a little bit to our community question today on how we sort of sustain this creative life. So our community question today comes from Dungeon Master, and I'm sourcing these questions. This question in particular is being sourced from our Discord server, which you can get by becoming a member of the YouTube channel. You also get the video version of this podcast by being a channel member. The best way to support the show, support the channel, support my work, but also get a bunch of perks in return. So I'm sourcing this question today from the Discord And I'll also uh, source questions from uh, YouTube comments in the future. So if you do have a question or something you'd like to be featured on the show, I'm always gathering new ideas. There's been a lot of good feedback from the first episode. Thank you to everybody for listening and chiming in. A lot of good reception for the first episode. So I hope to keep this up for some time, and I hope you all continue to enjoy the show. But the question today from Dungeon Master... Other than just taking a break, how do you combat burnout, a lack of motivation, insecurity, imposter syndrome, and all the various negative feelings that hit you during your journey as a creative? This is a big question, no doubt, Dungeon Master, and I think you for sure know that this is a big question. Difficult to take on. But maybe we can take it on one bit of a time, one bit at a time. And I do have an article for you in the next part of the show uh, that'll kind of tie directly into this question, I think. So other than taking a break, which we just talked about the fear of missing out and embracing that fear and actually giving yourself the opportunity to miss your creative practice, which I think is important. So taking a break is important, but of course, that's easy advice. So combating burnout, lack of motivation, insecurity, and imposter syndrome, I think it's a twofold process. One, 
one side of it is mindset. It's um, viewing yourself as a creative, as sort of an identity that is baked into your DNA. If you wake up every morning and you say, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, that's just who I am. Other than it being this optional thing, something that you can give up. If you view it as something you actually cannot change about yourself, I wonder how that would change these feelings of, uh, you know, lack of motivation and burnout. You can only burn out from something that you can actually quit, right? Of course, we could all walk away from our artistic practice at any moment. We could say, I'm done making music forever. We could make that deliberate decision if we wanted to. But have an honest conversation with yourself and say, would I ever stop being a musician? Would I ever stop being an artist? Will I ever in my lifetime not draw again? Whatever your artistic practice is, ask yourself. And it's okay if you've picked up an artistic practice, an outlet that is not meant to be part of your DNA. That's okay. It's okay to have a moment in time where, oh, I was a painter for about three years, right? It's, it's okay to have that. For me, with music in particular, when I ask myself that question, even if I, I spent a month away from making music, I didn't touch an instrument, I didn't record a single sound for a whole month, I would still view myself as a musician. I know that I'm going to come back to it. So when you give yourself that leeway and you change that mindset to, oh, this is part of my DNA, this is part of who I am, I'm not doing it today. I'm not practicing it at this moment, but I'm going to come back to it. And that trust in yourself that you are going to come back to it. And that comes with like being radically honest with yourself. I'm not quitting, but I'll be back doesn't change who you are. One time I, I bleached my hair and dyed it all kinds of different colors, blue, purple. Didn't change the fact that my hair was naturally brown. You can spend time away from uh, being your natural self or from this natural inclination you have towards art. You can spend time away from that and that doesn't affect your identity. So if you are fully confident in that identity, who can call you an imposter? Who can tell you that they know who you are more than yourself? And the thing with imposter syndrome is people often have this, uh, it's like an ever-changing list, a checklist of things you must do to be considered, you know, XYZ, to be considered a music producer, to be considered a painter, you must fall into these categories. But if you notice, the goalpost constantly changes on those. And it actually changes uh, depending on the person you might ask too, right? It's not always the same level of qualifications.
So how can we take those elements seriously? The second part of this, uh, you know, battle against burnout, motivation, insecurity, imposter syndrome, uh, is to have some goal and to not be aimless. Part of the reading that I talked about doing at the beginning of this episode, I've been working my way through Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And there's a really good excerpt, I think, that applies. Uh, or like, there's just this notion throughout uh, book two of Meditations, this idea of stop being aimless. And uh, the human soul degrades itself when it allows its action and impulse to be without a purpose, to be random and disconnected. Even the smallest things ought to be directed toward a goal. Even the smallest things ought to be directed to a goal. And I think this can be a difficult concept. For independent musicians, folks that are just going at their own pace, folks that are just taking on a creative practice all on their own, They've purchased some gear. They're following along with some tutorials online. But they don't have a goal. They don't have a purpose. This is something that has radically changed my motivation in the past. An example being my previous album, Music for Ghosts. In one moment, I was just making random ambient music. And I felt aimless. I felt like there was no end goal, so I would sit down. And eventually I started thinking to myself, well, what's the point of making all of this? Why bother? Of course, I enjoy sitting down making music, but I could feel that restlessness in my mind. And that was coming from being aimless and not having a goal. So I thought, okay, let's put together a concept and I want to work towards a completed work, an ambient album. Music for Ghosts. In fact, the title of the album came before any of the music had really been finished, but that title represented a goal. I want to create this completed work. So if you're facing a lack of motivation, insecurity, imposter syndrome, burnout, it's this twofold concept. One is changing your mindset, the idea that you are an artist through and through, and nobody can determine whether or not you are or are not an artist, and time away from your artistic practice does not mean your identity changes. Remember, if you decide to change your hair color, it doesn't change the fact that your natural hair color is whatever it is. You're just spending some time away, trying something new, taking a break. That doesn't mean you are not who you are. And then second fold is to stop being aimless to have a goal, to work towards that goal so that you don't have that restless feeling of what's the point. Thank you, Dungeon Master, for that question. I hope that helps some folks that are having negative feelings uh, 
during their creative journey. So, I said that that topic would uh, segue well into this article that I have for you today that I posted in the Haven't You Heard channel on the Discord. It's an article from Stereogum. The title of the article is Bethany Cosentino is so disappointed with her solo album launch. Now, if you don't know who Bethany Cosentino is, she is a member of the indie rock duo Best Coast, a, a group that is really, really popular. Uh, an example of the scale of this type of artist is this is somebody who has performed at Coachella. So uh, this is the idea of the type of artist or the type of relationship she has to the music industry. She's gained a lot, a lot of success in the music industry. But she's talking about being so disappointed with her solo album launch. It's uh, referencing a TikTok video where she's talking about, you know, she put in so much work on her album. She poured her heart and soul into it, a lot of emotions, and she was so disappointed with the release. And she feels something I think a lot of us can feel uh, when we release music, and maybe any artist can feel this way when you finally publish your work. She says, cool, my record came out and it basically went away. And then she goes on. I mean, no, it didn't go away, right? It exists forever. You can listen at any time. I can listen to it at any time. But when we look at it and evaluate it in terms of the commercial success lens, it kind of already went away. Now, this is a well-established artist, an artist that's had a lot of success in the music industry. So this is really refreshing to hear because we often only hear about really big success stories. Or when we hear about failures or perceived failures, they're usually told about an artist. They don't come from the artist themselves. So I'm excited to hear, not excited, I guess, it's refreshing to hear this type of talk from somebody who's had a lot of success in the music industry. through where does this come from of course this is an artist that's had a lot of success and decided to go solo and didn't experience the same level of success which i doubt was the expectation how can you be known for one thing and then go to do something totally different and expect the same level of success maybe there is a little bit of that expectation here but i think that's natural for any creative if you went from painting landscapes to all of a sudden painting portraits well, maybe you got famous for painting the landscapes and that audience isn't so interested in the portraits. That's just a nature of art. And a lot of the ways creativity works or creativity plus industry plus fans 
is if you want to do something different, you basically have to build up an all new audience. And the old audience might not like that. Some of them will. Some of them will follow you no matter what they do. And that is a concept that I am highly interested in, the idea of the super fan. Super fans have existed throughout history. They're called patrons of your work. And I'm not talking about a Patreon. I'm talking about the true patrons of a work, of an artist. Supporters that will help sustain an artist's practice because they appreciate their work. They want to collect their work. They want to support their work. It's something that's existed for a long time in visual art. I don't know if the concept translates well through music, though, but I think that that is changing, of course, because we have platforms like Patreon and YouTube memberships where you can go and support an artist that you love directly. And I think the music industry is moving more and more towards this model, and I actually think that's the only way the music industry can move if artists are going to survive in this type of environment. We all know the pitfalls of the industry, especially the established industry, right? A label deal is no longer the main goal for a lot of artists because we understand how predatory it is now. So how do we sustain ourselves if we're to stay independent? And to me, sustaining independence means finding those patrons, finding those who will support your work. So two questions for you. How can you be a better super fan of any artist? If you have those artists that you are super fans of, how are you supporting them? Because if they went away... If, if an artist went away and you would be sad, you should consider finding a way to support them. And then second of all, I think a lot of people listening to this are practicing artists themselves, is how will you find those super fans? So with, with Bethany's talk here, I think a little of it comes from uh, a level of expectation she had for her work and, you know, commercial success. I don't think it seems like a bit of her happiness isn't being necessarily dictated by this album that she's really proud of having created it. It doesn't seem like 100% of her happiness is coming from that. It seems like part of her happiness or her measure of success is coming from the commercial success of the album and being able to tour. And you can read her full statement in the article, which I will link in the description. But it's a lesson for all of us that the industry is ever-changing we need to find new ways of connecting with the people who will support our work and the people who will enjoy our work. And we need to define for ourselves what success is. Because great work doesn't equal recognition. There have been many artists over the years that only gained recognition after they had since passed. And imagine if you were one of those artists. Would you want to have spent your life lamenting the fact that you're underappreciated? Or would you rather have found joy in the creative process? And not be dependent on 
whether or not a work was commercially successful. these are really big topics and the artistic journey is not always so simple and different people have different experiences so I hope at the very least this podcast can help you ride some of these currents of creativity and figure out for yourself you know what makes me happy as an artist How will I sustain my creative practice over a lifetime? We'll be tackling similar subjects and having similar discussions on future episodes. So if you did enjoy this episode, uh, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. The follows on Spotify, apparently, they, they mean a lot, I guess. So if you could follow on Spotify or follow on your platform of choice, that would be great. As I mentioned earlier, uh, YouTube members get access to the video version of this show and a bunch of other perks. It's the best way to support my work and my channel, but get something in return for yourself. So youtube.com slash Tetro. Click that join button and you can see all the different membership tiers. You can pick one that's best for you with the perks that you'll enjoy. That's going to be it for this installment of creative currents. See you all in the next one.